Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. Thank you, Carol. Thank you, Roger. Thank you, Mara. Well, lots of going on there in that picture. We got a turkey, we got New Year's Eve, got a Christmas tree, got a pumpkin, some autumn leaves, some presents. Wow. Anybody celebrating anything lately? (laughs) Oh my gosh. We are definitely in what I like to refer to as food season. And it starts in October. If you think about all the holidays that we have in a fairly concentrated period of time, um, there's in October, we have Indigenous Peoples Day, my birthday, Halloween. Uh, this, they're all very separate, uh, distinctly remembered things. Uh, then we have uh, November, All Saints Day, All Souls Day, and then the other scary holiday, Election Day, which we just had. And then there's Diwali, the Hindu Festival of Lights, and then we had Thanksgiving. And the coming up next, coming up next, uh, a week of Hanukkah, and then the winter solstice, and then Christmas, and then the the whole Advent season, Kwanzaa for a week, and then New Year's Eve. There is just a lot going on. And with all of that, there's a lot to each one of those activities that any one of us uh, that we get involved in, whether it's the parties, the food, the preparations, the decorations, the de-decorations, the decorating again, the de-decorating again, the decorating again, the de-decorating again. And this all gets completed by like springtime at some point. But do you have a favorite? Is there any one of those things that is a favorite? Anybody want to shout out? Anybody here? Favorite holiday in this season? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. All right. Anyone else? Halloween. Halloween. All right. What else? Christmas. Christmas. All right. Great. Lots going on. Lots going on. And yet, we all have our favorites, I think. My favorite one is the one that's right before us. It's like, hey, that's my favorite one today, because each one offers something special, something meaningful, something important, something silly, something to think about. And, And yet, in spite of all of that, many of us feel ambivalent around any particular one of those for a variety of reasons. Now, we all know that the idea of ambivalence is a psychological term. It means having both positive and negative feelings at the same time about something or someone. And it comes from the Latin word ambi, meaning around or both, and valence, strength. We're feeling a lot of different things. And so I'm going to ask the same question again. Is there any one of these holidays that you feel some ambivalence when you think about it, yeah, no, no ambivalence, some ambivalence. Yeah, you think about like, like, like Thanksgiving, it's a wonderful time of celebrating gratitude and being together with family and friends and loved ones. And yet, from an indigenous point of view, not really a great holiday. Didn't really symbolize a whole lot that's really rewarding. And I love Christmas, and I love all the presents and the parties and the food and the cake and the food and the carbohydrates and the carbohydrates paired with a fat. Thank you, God. I love all that. And then yet, I'm also very mindful that for many folks, there's sadness around that, whether having the first year without a loved one or a relationship, or maybe it just triggers a past experience. And, and I'll share personally, I, one of my sisters died in early December. 
that was a rough holiday season, and I can't go into the Christmas season without bringing that memory back to life. And so I can be all happy and joy-filled and excited at the same time and still recognize and honor there's a part of that that just, just need to like go within and just experience. So there's some other things that we feel ambivalent about in life. Uh, waiting for test results, meaning, did I get in or, or do I have uh, a, another appointment with the doctor coming up? Or waiting on a college acceptance letter. The great news is I got in and the bad news is I got in, <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's the thing about going to college, right? You're just like, oh, this is really exciting. And it's not just Animal House parties. It's, it's a lot of study and a lot of expectation and a lot of uh, uh, debt some, for some folks. Uh, what about getting a promotion? Hey, I got a promotion. That's great news. There's more money. And the bad news is I get to manage people. Okay, that's special. Or there's what great, or, or like waiting to see what Santa brings. It's like, oh, this is really great. Santa brought something I really love. Or did Santa bring something that will quickly get regifted? So sometimes Santa doesn't really quite hit the nail on the head. You know, he tries. That's a lot of people he's got to be concerned about. Or sometimes you're waiting to feeling ambivalent about what's in the news. Are they, are they going to lead with the feel-good story or are they going to lead with the other stories? I was like, oh, gosh. Many times we feel betwixt in between things. How do we deal with, with that, these ambivalent times? Because this is what happens to a lot of folks in our thought process. One, we spend a lot of time thinking about and fixating on what's the worst that could happen. You know, and I open up my news feed in the morning, and it's just like, do I look? Do I not look? That happens. Alternately, we could approach what's coming up with the idea of what's the best that could happen? You know, there really are more people working for the good in the world than working for the negative. I truly believe that in my heart. It doesn't really make the news as often. But what's the best that could happen? Could I open up my news feed and say, They've solved cancer. Wow, because there are people working on that very thing right now. Or there's a clean form of energy that's really simple and the government's going to make sure we all have it or <laughs> anything. Or sometimes do, you, do we, we ever just kind of wake up and ask ourselves or look around and say, what is happening? Not what I project the good or project the bad, or fixated on what happened before. What's going on right now? In this moment. And there's a follow-up question if we can stop our anxieties and our projecting and say to ourselves, am I really appreciating the blessings of this moment? Carolyn Roger led us in this beautiful meditation song, I am so blessed. But it's really hard for us as human beings to really stay in that space if we're projecting about what's the worst that can happen, what's the best that can happen, what already happened, is it going to happen again? But until we can just stop and say, what's happening right now? Can this moment, can this season be my savorite season? Can I just savor this moment and be blessed in this moment?
That's the question. Not just in the holiday season, but in every season. Can I bring my thought process to right here and right now and ask myself, am I really appreciating this moment? Because I have the advantage of being able to see all of you who are here in person and think, wow, I get to spend this time with you, this holy moment we're creating together in this space. It's a blessing. We're warm. There's food. We're connected with people at home, wherever home happens to be. We have awesome music. We have thoughtful meditation. This is really sweet. I'm just savoring it. What does it mean to savor something? It's like, whether it's a, like the deer, savor this moment. I would like to say we plan that. <laughs> Rudolph is a little early. So are we going to savor the moment? I've been upstaged. That's all right. That works for me. You see, if we're busily focused on what's going to happen next week, tomorrow, what we're mad about from yesterday, we would miss the deer, the birds, the different textures of the plants and the flowers, the colors of the leaves, the feeling of the sacred. This is my favorite season right here. There's a line in the 40th chapter of Isaiah, an old passage, a short one I just want to share with you. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not grow faint and weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strength to the powerless. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. This phrase, waiting for the Lord, is simply another way of saying those who are mindful and attentive to the power and the presence of spirit in their lives will truly have what they need, will truly know in the moment how blessed they are, and we'll be open and receptive to those divine ideas that are all around us for celebrating and savoring the moment. When this scripture was written, it was during a time of exile. The Israelites had been forcibly taken to a different country and lived for 50 years, having to be patient to wait to go home. But they waited and trusted and found a way to survive in that exiled environment. And then the good happened. And they were able to go back. 
So these are words of hope and consolation while waiting, while learning to wait, and while being patient and mindful and aware. We have so many distractions in our world this, these days. This, the cell phones, the laptops, the iPads, the iThings, the iTablets, the, all the stuff. So it really behooves us in a busy season to take stock of what, it is, what is required for us to savor the season, to slow down. Meditation leader John Kabat-Zinn put it this way, patience is a form of wisdom. It demonstrates that we understand and accept the fact that sometimes things must unfold in their own time. And that makes sense, but we get anxious, don't we? We, we have microwave ovens so we can have instant food. But you can't have an instant Thanksgiving dinner. It takes time and preparation so that you can savor it, savor the experience of preparing. And even in that cooking, meditative, dishing, dishwashing experience allows us the mo- opportunity to just savor the moment Who's with us? What did we just have? When are we going to go back for seconds and just be present to the experience? Simply learning to be present is an art form. And it is one of the things that leads to wisdom. Sometimes that's hard one because we do want things right away. And there is a lot of pressure to be and do and have in this world. And yet, when we make it a point to stay centered and present, we are more likely to be open to divine ideas and to the fact that here and right now, we are in the kingdom of God. Jesus talked about that a lot in his ministry. He said the kingdom of the heavens or the kingdom of God, it's at hand. In other words, it's right here if you have the eyes to see it, if you have the skill set to savor it, to recognize it. And the same sentiment was echoed by Thich Nhat Hanh, the famous Vietnamese Buddhist monk, who said this, the kingdom of God is available to you in the here and the now, but the question is whether you are able to receive the kingdom. Our practice, our meditation practice, is to make ourselves ready for the kingdom so that it can manifest in the here and now. You don't need to die to enter the kingdom. In fact, you have to be truly alive to do so. So in the rush of life, when our worries and anxieties and ambivalence, we sometimes lose that capacity to receive the kingdom when we start worrying about things. So what does he mean by this idea of the kingdom? You know, this is a central theme in the scriptures. When unity teaches simply peace of mind, appreciation of beauty, the appreciation of someone else's presence, your, the appreciation of your own presence, the appreciation of what you do have right here in this moment, rather than fixing on, fixating on what you don't have, and the appreciation to use the on-off button on your electronic devices. Thich Nhat Hanh also said, to dwell in the here and now does not mean that you never think about the past or responsibly plan for the future. The idea is simply not to allow yourself to get lost in past regrets or worries about the future. 
So let's begin this process of making this our favorite season. Because in the holiday hubbub, it's imperative that we make time not just to buy presents, but to experience the presence. You see the difference? It must be a priority in the holiday season and in every season. So how do we do that? How do we just savor the presence? You know, sounds simple enough, but in our busy schedules, we have to put it on the list. One thing is simply to slow down. Notice the trees, notice the deer, notice the foxes, notice the birds, notice the clouds, notice the decorations, notice the beautiful scenery that's all around us. Turn off the electronics on a regular basis. Be sure to get exercise. Say no. Just say no to the things that don't speak to you. Engage in meaningful service. And most importantly, come together at Unity of Fairfax. That was just kind of a throw-in, but it makes a difference. I'd like to conclude my message today with a, a meditation of sorts. And what I'll do is I'm going to invite the bell to, to sound. And in this process, I invite you to be very mindful. What are you noticing? Whether it's the sounds of the bell, sounds of the ceiling, if your eyes are open, what do you see? This is just a very simple prayerful experience in being mindful and aware. So I invite you to take a big, deep, and gentle breath in. Eyes open, eyes closed, whatever works for you. And we give thanks for this gathering. And we invite all of our senses to turn on. Your sense of smell, what are you smelling? Your sense of sensation, what, what's the temperature of the room? How's that landing with you? Sense of sound, what are you hearing? Sense of awareness, what are you thinking? And do you need to keep thinking it or can you let it go? Sense of feeling, what are you feeling? Is this something you want to hang on to or is this something that you just notice and let it go? Sense of your physicality, what's going on with your body? Are you comfortable? Is there tension? And how does the sound of the bell land with you? prayer today is that we are open and receptive 
to the many blessings in our lives. That we become willing to see and hear and smell and notice the things that may have passed us by. That in our noticing, we might deepen our understanding of being conduits of grace in the world, willingly sharing love and generosity. Holding the consciousness that this day is a blessing. and deciding to follow Spirit's lead in being a blessing in it. We are so blessed. Amen. And amen. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 11 a.m. Or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate our donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.